You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, episode 64. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, derekandsteve.com. Or we say something else. Maybe the sports section has a different name. Like, instead of just saying sports, maybe we say uh, the sports, like, minute, or, you know, it's more than a minute. Derek and Steve <laughs> present... The so Bears at Soldier Field. Oh my God! They said, "Come to the draft party so that we can oh draft your God. replacement right in your face." Is <laughs> <laughs> what they said. And as soon as I start to say who I am, That's... then that means I'm close to saying who you are, <sighs> which means that I'm close to needing to talk to you. And then I'm like, "Wait, I should I should ask him something different than I always That's ask." That's the toughest part of everyone's but I'm, day. But now this is a five second span in which I'm talking and I can't be thinking about something else while I'm talking about Listen, the thing I have to say. No one blames you, Derek. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 64 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what one word would you use to describe how it's going? Wow. <laughs> well. Well. It's going well. Going well. All right. It's going well. That's um, good. Yeah, well, that I thought you were going to mix it up. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Was that on purpose? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay, well, good job. It was like a, it was semi on purpose because I, as I put the intro together, I was like, crap. But then I was like, I don't have the time I have to think of a question so okay uh well like, one word would you use to describe it things are going well Derek that's good uh, uh we just got back from Baltimore literally minutes ago minutes ago I mean like 60 ish to 100 minutes each yeah. ish um <laughs> but still technically minutes and we're tired but we're yep. ready to do the podcast we we owe it to the fans we were gone last gone week. last week so um I say we jump right into it let's jump right into it number one is the BC update so very short BC update. Uh, Boston College students graduated today. Yes, Monday. today was Boston College graduation. Congrats to the class of 2017. Yeah. Barf. That's not as big of a barf as if you walk on campus uh, in three months and see, welcome, class of 2022. Barf. Yeah. Bigger barf. You're right. Yeah. Uh, congrats to them. Go do great things. Light the world aflame, especially BU. Yes. And, uh, have a ton of fun. Yes, there you go. So uh, that's it. Quick shout out to the BC class graduating there, uh, 2017, which also means that we are just one year away from our five year reunion. Oh yeah, so that's tough which... to that's tough to stomach. I, the idea of the five year kind of makes me queasy. Yeah, just that like we're that far removed yeah. already. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, the five year will be very fun. So. Oh yeah, it'll be a blast. And I um, think. I'm not. This may or may not be true. We we should double check, but I think we also share it with Amy Poehler. Really? Yeah, I think she was five years before. I think it goes like by five years. So every oh, fifth year, and, and it doesn't go every five. No, but, but it like goes the, in five. It's always a multiple of five. All right, so that it. brings us to period number two: pop culture. So uh, pop culture will tie in everything that we did this weekend. I think. Um, so let's jump right into it. I'll let you kick it off. All right. So um, as mentioned. We didn't know if this was pop culture or sports, um, but we went to Baltimore and saw the Preakness. Um, by we, I mean myself, because <laughs> Derek uh, unfortunately came down with, we're calling it. Yeah, it's fever, colds type of thing. Uh, so I was out on Saturday, but I was there uh, in Baltimore, but I was not able to attend the Preakness because uh, I was sick. But, so I'll let Steve cover the Preakness, I'll and then cover the I'll Preakness. chime in on everything else about the weekend. So the Preakness is, for those of you who don't know, the second leg of the horse racing Triple Crown. So it goes Kentucky Derby, then the Preakness, and then the Belmont in New York. So the Preakness is the middle one. It's either the longest or the shortest. I can't remember. Um, 
but I think only 10 horses ran when, when the average in the Kentucky Derby is usually a little higher, and it's in the teens somewhere. Um, it is in Baltimore, Maryland, and we got tickets to the infield, and plenty of our friends have told us all about it, just to like mentally prepare, physically prepare. It's crazy. It's the most wild thing ever, uh, and I can confirm it is one of the wilder experiences I've had in my life. It <laughs> It is like a state fair on steroids. It really is. So they have the mug. If you're in the infield, you usually have the mug club, which is just free beer refills all day. Um, and this is how I described it to my friends. But it's there's the the first couple hours where everyone's kind of feel. There's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people there. There honestly might be fifty thousand people on the infield. There's so many people, and no one is above the age of thirty. I would guess. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of. Crazy, and most people are under the age of 20, I would guess. Somehow they get, I, I don't think, I think you can be 18 to be on the infield and technically you need a wristband to drink, but there were some young, young people there. So there's about an hour and a half. We got, we got there at about 10 or so. Um, there's about an hour and a half, maybe two hours of kind of feeling things out, getting your spot down, figuring out where the, the food vendors are, figuring out where the stages are, where you're going to get your beer refills, just how you're going to handle it. And then there's like, after that first two hours, there's a three-hour grace period. It's just paradise. <laughs> Everyone is the same amount of drunk. Everyone is friendly because it's the South. Everyone's wearing funky outfits. So everyone's commenting on each other's funky outfits. It's just a nice, friendly, fun atmosphere for about three hours. Honestly, people are dancing because there's stages. There's a lot of fun things going on, and people are happy. Then after the fifth hour, it's a sharp decline. <laughs> And it, it, it's inverse it's inverse relationship to your age. So the older you are, the more you're like interested in the race. And the younger you are, the more you're interested in falling face down into the mud. Um, so it turns into quite the show. And it, it gets a little weird. But we made it to the race. I put some money on cloud computing, which is the horse that won. Derek had the opportunity to. I don't know why he didn't. He <laughs> Well, I don't know what you made me bet, but what you it was. Uh, I had a Quinella. I had count. I had cloud computing in it, uh, as well as always dreaming and looking at Lee. I think, and I think, I don't actually. I think only cloud computing finished in the top three. Always dreaming was up there for a while, but did not. I think. I think they. I think he slipped. So yeah, I should have bet on cloud computing. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. So cloud computing wins. Uh, I put some money on it, but I also put some money on basically every horse, so uh, I think I broke even. <laughs> uh, but overall, Preakness is an amazing event that I will only do once in my life. It, it's certainly not a – at least the infield is not a an annual thing, mm-hmm. it, especially if you don't live there. It, maybe if I lived there and it was just another weekend to, and I could come and go as I pleased, then maybe it would be uh, a recurring thing. But traveling there, organizing a bunch of people, and, a, and it's – it's a once-in-a-lifetime event, I think. Uh, but I had a great time. I, I recommend if you are under 30 and you've never been to a horse race, the Preakness is a good one, and buy Infield Mug Club. You will not regret it. There you go. So Infield Mug Club, the way to go for Preakness. That um, is my review of the Preakness. So unfortunately, I wasn't there. I wish I could have been. Um, but maybe I'll do it some other time. Maybe not. Uh, we'll see if we'll anybody do, we'll else do the wants next to go. We'll or, do the or, Derby. Or the we'll Derby. Do the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now we won't – now – we're thirty three point three percent of the way there. Exactly. So we exactly. might as well just might see as well, the others. Might as well do the triple crown. Yeah. You know. Rather than go to every baseball stadium, let's just go to just every major go to, horse. Yeah, race. it's way easier to achieve. There's yeah. only three of them. Um, so that's that for the Preakness. Uh, there was plenty of other stuff 
to see about Baltimore during the weekend um, that I did get to partake in. Uh, so Friday started it with the Orioles game. So Camden Yards. Um, I don't have much of a commentary on the game, uh, but the stadium. Stadium is beautiful. Uh, beautiful, yes. And so it's. So this is what I actually was um, confused about. So people always compare it to Fenway for some reason. Yeah. Or they, they say, like, whenever, maybe it's just because when I live in Boston and we mentioned Camden Yards, they say, oh, it's beautiful. It's, like, yeah. up there with Fenway. Right. I always thought it was also, like, an older Oh, yeah, but it's field. not. It's not. Yeah. It's brand new. Yeah, it's 20 years old. Yeah. I didn't, I, I for some reason, that didn't register to me. Yeah. And it's a beautiful, brand new, well-set-up stadium. There's an outfield, uh, cheap ticket area where you can just stand mm. around, grab drinks. Um, it's Basically, like a tiki hut out in the back. Yeah. Um, then you can walk around. It's very easy to get around. And we ended up sitting, r- standing right above the Blue Jays bullpen. Mm-hmm. And I happen to know Jason Grilly's Twitter handle because <laughs> he played for the Pirates and I follow the Marauders in Bradenton. And it's Grilly Cheese. So I was yelling Grilly Cheese and he gave me a look. He's like, that dude knows my Twitter handle. <laughs> and I think it might be private. Um, <laughs> Uh, terrible pitcher, just an awful pitcher, <laughs> and terrible hair too. Not a cool dude. Uh, but he said hi to me, and then we we talked some crap to Russell Wilson. Uh, just an overall great night. Russell and, Martin. Russell, Russell Martin, Martin. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I wish I talked crap to Russell Wilson. <laughs> um, no, Russell Martin, old Yankees catcher. Um, so it was fun. I mean, and the Orioles won. It was great. Yeah. So um, I have this, much of the same opinion about Camden Yards, beautiful stadium. A uh, lot bigger than Fenway. It's uh, yes. It's we looked it up. I think it holds about eight thousand more people than Fenway does. So it's certainly bigger. Uh, and that's without a lot of like big bleacher in the outfield. It's really all around the infield. Yeah, yeah. It's very. There's steep a ton stadium. of seats. Yeah, yeah. So everyone, everyone's very close to the field. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of open air. Like, yeah. It, it's similar to there is a lot of open air. Uh, Fenway in that you, it feels like there's a separate, like like the street. Like yeah. um, Lansdowne yeah. Street. It yeah. feels like there's just that separation where you can right. still be in the stadium, but outside and away from right. the game. Right, exactly. Um, so I, I That's thought it's awesome. That's true. Um, so there you go. Camden Yards, uh, definitely a very cool stadium. First time that I've been there. Same here. Um, and so then a couple other things. So we uh, we had the harbor. We walked around Baltimore, uh, you know, sort of in the Federal Hill area, down to downtown Baltimore. Uh, the harbor sort of runs along pretty much everywhere we went, it felt like, in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, from the stadium all the way around to Federal Hill and, and, yeah. everywhere, and everywhere that we uh, so were there. So different sections of the harbor have different names. Like right. I think Fells Point yep. is still on the water, and, and if you said harbor, you could probably go there and yeah. call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are a few other locations like that where it's just a different name, but the majority of it was like a horseshoe around the water. Right, right, exactly. So uh, we had that. We had some crabs on the water uh, at a crab house. First experience eating crabs. Legit crab house. They just pour crabs on the table. Yep. You crack them with a mallet. Yep. Uh, Way overrated. (laughs) Crabs are are overrated. That was my first time ever cracking open and eating crabs rather than just ordering a crab cake or the meat itself is fine, but crabs, you don't get a lot of meat. You don't. Well, with the crabs we got anyway, we got the normal size. You know, if you get like from, if you get a jumbo crab, I think, but those are very expensive. There's a lot of meat in those. Um, So you open them up, and there's, it's not just a normal, like how you imagine a crab. Oh, a lot of meat. It's basically green intestines, (laughs) and you gotta wade through like what I think is fish poop and gills, and then you crack them open, and you get like a thumb worth of meat. (laughs) 
which is pretty good, but not yeah. great. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, not impressed. I love cracking them open with the mallet. Yeah. That's huge, but I don't know if it's worth it's it for a, me. A, the experience is good, but maybe not worth it for the food. If you're hungry, certainly. I don't know if it's the best play. Yeah. Like, if you're looking to eat food while you eat crabs, yeah. maybe don't eat crabs. Right. Yeah. But if right. you just want to bang, break crabs open and hang out all or day. Or you just love the taste, but you're just not really in it for the... If you're not if you're not trying to satisfy hunger, but you want the experience and you like the taste, cra- cra- eating crabs is absolutely a inexperienced eat. Right. Kind of like oysters, they're a little too expensive. If you can just take all day, maybe get some cheap crabs and well, right. cook them yourself, crack them well, open yeah, yourself. Yeah, the thing is, crabs are expensive. That's the yeah. problem. Going going to a restaurant and yeah, ordering yeah, crabs yeah. is not the way to do it. Right. I don't think. But crab breaking them open and eating them themselves is is enjoyable. Right. Right. So, so we had crabs. Still not uh, sold on crabs. <laughs> um, Federal Hill, we mentioned there, a uh, beautiful view of the city mm-hmm. um, from across the water. Uh, Horseshoe Casino is only three years old. Um, it opened It opened two or three years ago. Very nice casino uh, venue. Um, yes. Really nice inside, nice and clean, uh, new, modern. You know, there's a, like a, a very cool area where there's a band playing. A couple floors, like some, yeah. Uh, several bars, like club type of areas of it. Um, free parking, free parking, lots of new, uh, a lot of new slot machines. There was not like every single machine in there was very new and colorized and like kind of 21st century casino, uh, a very good number of table games compared to other casinos yeah. I've been to. Um, so great experience. I'll great let you talk more about yeah, it. No, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge gambler. I stayed way too late, <laughs> but the fun thing was I was with one other person. Um, you guys left a little earlier than we did. Uh, we were playing roulette just to kind of end the night, and we said, you know what? Let's bet on our birth- Our both our birthdays were on 14. So we just put our money on 14. On- Literally said, this is our last hand. Let's just put 10 bucks each on 13. Yep. Boom. Or 14. 14. Just 14, sorry. Boom. And it landed on 14, and we kind of freaked out. It was 4 in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> and all the people at our table started freaking out. Yeah. And uh, we, we ended up leaving with a good amount of money. And, and- it wasn't like those – Wow! Now we have, now we're playing with house money. It was legit. Like we're we're going home. Let's put it on this yeah, and yeah. Then go home. Yeah, and we did. And we right. won. We're like, wow. And in roulette, uh, putting money squarely on a number to pays out like thirty five to one. Yeah. So, uh, big payout there. Big payout and, there. Uh, certainly a great way to cap it off. So, um, definitely a lot of fun. Whenever we don't come across casinos too often. Um, so. That was yeah, fun, I, it, and that's a really nice one. Uh, it was, and I'm glad we did it too. Yeah. It, casinos can be one of those things where like you kind of have to force it. Yeah, like, but but I think we yeah. were all in a good mood. We all like yeah. stayed the right amount of time, and the and the place had a good vibe. Like, like yeah. that was a good vibe casino. It wasn't like a casino that got you like kind of feeling like gross about yourself, yeah. kind of. You know, I always like feel you go like to Twin River. <laughs> I always feel like I'm the one forcing a casino whenever it's nearby. <laughs> like we did that with the uh, in Pittsburgh too. But I think everyone had most people have fun in casinos. Yeah, I, I like casinos. Yeah. I do. So cool. Um, and then Pizza Studio. P- there you go. I'll let you do Pizza oh, Studio. God. I didn't go there. So Pizza Studio is a, it's you've seen these type of restaurants, but it's a pizza Chipotle basically. You stand up and you order a type of crust. You order your sauce, and then you get to put toppings on it. You get to pick from a ton of different toppings. Nine dollars for a full pizza, and you could put unlimited toppings on it. It's like better than Domino's yeah. and Pizza Hut, like the the big chains. Uh, so I'm way in on Pizza Studio. For nine bucks, it was more pizza than I can eat. It was pineapple and corn and 
basil pesto and sauce and chicken and bacon and sausage. It was really, really good. Uh, I overdid it with the toppings because that's obvious. You can do that. Um, so it was a little soggy. That's on me. That's not on Pizza Studio. Uh, Pizza Studio gets 95 Steve Nichols avocados. I probably could add avocados if I wanted. They're just everything you could <laughs> imagine. So if you see a Pizza Studio, go immediately. Not to Don't wait. Not to any of the actual other ones. Like I think Blaze is another one, and that's the one LeBron invests in. And then there's a, there's a bunch of them. But Pizza Studio, if you see one, that's the one. Go immediately. Go there. Yeah. All right. So that's, I mean, that's most of it. Those that's, are the main things we that's did. That's the main things. Uh, I saw the airport probably five or six times. Steve saw the airport a lot. Um, it's a good airport. But it I, is a good airport. I came there. I was there airport. first, and then left last. So I got to pick everyone got, up and drop everyone off. Yep. Um, so the airport's pretty nice. <laughs> um, I'll have more on the airport later. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So the oh, uh, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise though, uh, very good experience in Baltimore. Um, got to, things we didn't mention here was really just kind of touring around the neighborhoods of Baltimore. Yep. Seeing kind of what giving the drive around it as if it were Boston, you know, uh, some of the suburbs around it as well. So mm-hmm. uh, really kind of got the tour throughout our three slash four days in Baltimore. Um, so what do you give it? What's the, what's your rating? Now, so, is, the rate, is this rating for Baltimore or for the weekend? Oh, the weekend gets, the weekend gets a very high rating. I can't, I can't rate the weekend because okay. it's kind of like, it's definitely going to be in the, right. in the, between 95 and hundred because right. it was great. Baltimore itself. Let's give Baltimore the city itself. Uh, people might be offended by this or they might love it, but I'm going to give Baltimore an 89, no, 88% Steve Nicholas. 88. Okay. Yeah. Maybe like it's tough to rate cause it's, it was a, Beautiful day one day and a little cloudy the next. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say between 85 and 90, depending on the weather. Right, right. Okay. So we had one good, beautiful day. And that actually turned out to be the Friday, which we got to see the um, Orioles game, too, which right. was perfect. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna. it's awesome city, very unique, a lot of very different areas similar to Boston. Um, reminded me a lot of a mix, like a, a, like a southern Boston almost. Yeah, like that there, makes sense. There's yeah. not a lot of – not a ton of hills – um, very, mm-hmm. like every neighborhood's very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, there's still like a lot of open grass areas, like in the South. There's, yeah. there's a lot of older buildings, like in the South. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. So between 85 and 90. There you go. So, so officially 88, you said? I'm going to say 88. Officially 88. So I'm going to go officially an 85. Um, mostly what you said. I agree. True. Um, it is a lot like a Southern Boston now that you say it. Um, I think the downtown area is awesome. Like yeah. the the harbor area, we walked around. I I love the Camden Yards area with the football stadium right next to it. Yeah. I think is a great setup. Yeah, that's one um, of the things we didn't talk about is the football and baseball stadium are right next to each other yeah. in downtown. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. It's it's awesome, and you can. I I can only imagine what it's like there on like a Sunday when the seasons are overlapping and both of those teams are playing. Like it's got to be crazy down yeah. there. Um, so definitely love all of that. One one complaint is the uh, definitely the, it looks like the public transportation is not very good That's there. True. Uh, you have to drive everywhere, I think, and we were driving pretty much everywhere. Um, so that is one downside, I guess, but not really a huge one when we were visiting a friend who has a, a car and, and it's mm-hmm. no problem driving around. Um, so yeah, overall, I think it was good. I think it's a uh, it's a great city. It's um, you know in a lot of ways it's similar to Boston. It's got a lot um, of Southern culture to it as well. So. Um, yeah, I give it an eighty-five. Yeah, and and we did end up watching the Celtics team there. Yeah, so I think that leads us uh, away from pop culture. Yes, it does. Um, and into our next segment, definitely, which, which, which be, is uh, something. Yeah. The Monster Jam. 
sports. That's what it is. Yeah, that, sports. sports section. That's right. Um, I would like to try it next week without <laughs> sports. <laughs> okay, just, so just, just, like just now, the music. Just the just say now music into sports. and the monster jam. Yeah, right, right. And without then, sports. Yeah, yeah. okay. Just yeah. to test it out. Yeah, I think that's worth testing out. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so we have missed a lot of sports. We've missed a lot uh, of sports. Because we've been out for two weeks. So, Which means the listeners have missed a lot of sports. They've, they haven't they, listened they to don't the watch podcast. sports except for when we talk about them. <laughs> um, so no, but but I do just want to quickly recap what we missed. So we missed last week's episode because I was at Game 7 of Celtics Wizards. That's the reason we didn't have the episode. And uh, we, we thought about trying to set it up for Steve to do it with a different guest, but then it was like, you guys are going to be watching Game 7 too, and it yeah. just didn't make sense. So... Uh, but but th- what that means is that the last time we actually did talk about this was after the Celtics and Wizards were tied at two. Um, so mm. that was a long time ago. It's a long time. Um, a lot has changed since then. We're obviously not going to recap all of it. So right now where we're at here today, uh, the Warriors are on our TV. So we can talk about that a little bit, but they're up 3-0 and they're up 10 points at halftime or so. And Kawhi's so, not playing. And Kawhi's not playing. So there's yeah. not, it's, it's looking grim for the Spurs. So we'll mostly probably talk Celtics. Uh, at this stage, so the Celtics and the Cavs are two to one Cleveland right now, uh, with Game Four on Tuesday night in Cleveland, and then Game um, Five back in Boston. Game Five will be in Boston, which was clinched when the Celtics won uh, on Sunday night. So uh, and Game Five be on your birthday. Game Five is on my birthday. All That's right. Correct. Yeah. So um, that uh, that'll be fun. My, my actually, so quick little aside. So I Game One. I had uh, offered – I my dad's birthday was on game one. Um, and so I was going to get my dad tickets to game one. I was like, do you want to come with me to the game for your birthday? And he, he had some stuff going on at work, and he wasn't sure if he wanted to go. Um, and then I ended up getting the tickets through our friend Teddy, who were actually – they were better seats, so it, it just didn't work out. Um, so my parents are coming in, and my brother's coming in, and we're all going to game five for ah. like a combined birthday. My dad's birthday from last week and my birthday this nice. week. Nice. So that'll be fun, and it was great that the Celtics clinched at least a game five, which I was looking very unlikely at one point in time. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this. The Celtics okay. games one and two just obliterated, just blown off the court in both games. Game two being obviously the low point of probably any – I would say the low point of probably any one seed in playoff history happened on uh, Friday night when the Celtics lost by 44 points to the Cavs. Yeah. Um, and it was it was 50 at one point. They were yeah. down by 50. So um, – and it was out of reach by the end of the first quarter. Really by the end of the first quarter. I mean, it was like, yeah, it was very, I mean, it was like 50-something to 20-something early second quarter. And it was, that's all she wrote. Halftime yeah. was 41-point deficit. So, uh, just brutal. Uh, af- the next day, it's declared that Isaiah Thomas is out for the remainder of the playoffs with a hip injury. Uh, what doesn't look like a very good hip injury could require surgery. Um, so, he's going to be evaluated a few more times in the next few days, but you know, the evaluation of being done for the playoffs after playing the previous game is, yeah. is certainly a big discovery there. Okay, so let me do the, the quick points on the first two games, and then we can talk a bit about the third game, yep. and then we'll get the hot takes out of there. <laughs> <laughs> um, first game, kind of ex- not expected, but they just came off a very emotional game seven against, I guess, one of their rivals now yeah. in the Wizards uh, who, against a team that played very well up until unfortunately the fourth quarter of that game seven Mm -hmm. so a very hard-fought series which the celtics won two days later three or two one day off one day one day off later they have to play arguably the best player 
in the world and arguably of all time in LeBron James coming off nine days rest. So that first game you can kind of wipe off. You can just say, you know what, these are the reasons. It's pretty obvious to everyone. And, mean, it, and it was obvious. Yeah, I think that I mean, the Celtics were a tired it's obviously team. Not, it's it's not obvious beforehand, but the there you can those are the excuses you can make immediately yeah, after, yeah. and they're safe. Right, right. The second game, they got blown out, and you're we're gonna say our excuse is, and Derek, you pointed this out. If Isaiah was really hurt, it was like playing four and five against the Cavs. A little, a little, a little yeah. Like I mean, yeah, a little bit. So I, I would say, so. Um, this is also me taking an optimistic view of the Celtics, obviously. But you like, said that. So they got but, blown out two but, games in a row, and then you and said the only thing that gives me solace is that maybe he was he was he was, not, he, was he was basically doing harm to the team by playing. Yeah. I mean, so and the reason that I you know it's easy for me to sit here and say that as a defender of Isaiah to say, oh well, he was hurt. That's why he played so poorly. Um, and and I don't want to I don't want to fall back on that excuse and act like he didn't play poorly aside from the injury. Um, but it, you know, I think that, uh, I, throughout this entire season, I think there were a lot of points where Isaiah Thomas was doubted as far as like, is he going to be able to keep this going? Like, is he really this good? And I, you know, to me at every, at every stage and for most people, the part that capped the one that capped it off was the 53 against Washington in that, in that, in that critical playoff game, you know, in round two, it's like he reached a point where it's like, this guy, this guy is a star player, you know, like he's offensively anyway, he's a star. And to go out there and have two points on 0 for 6 shooting, to me, Cleveland is, for for all the great things Cleveland are, I don't see them as a team that defensively is just like a nightmare for Isaiah. They don't have a great defensive guard. They, they don't have any. I mean, Kyrie's not known for his defense at all. And J.R. Smith is, is an okay defender, but he's certainly not a guy that you're like, oh, Isaiah's going to struggle against him, you know. Uh, it's not like they were putting LeBron on him or anything. It's It was just a weird two-point effort for Isaiah. So... To me, I think it's valid that he was hurt, but to to like what you were just saying, with a guy Isaiah's size and with Isaiah's downfalls on defense, if he also can't move that well and he's got a hip injury and he can't lift off that well, you're really, I mean that that might be doing a lot more damage than it is good for your yeah. team, especially so, when you're against a talented team like Cleveland. So let's let's just cement those as our reasons for those games, yep. so we don't have to talk about them. Yeah, if they happened. Right. Those yep. are that's our thoughts yep. for them. Game. Three is the game that obviously we need to talk about because right. the Celtics won. I'll just get the hot takes out of the way, <laughs> and you can talk a little more about the realistic takes. Right. All right. <clears throat> the Celtics are back. They're back. They're mentally prepared. They've rallied around Isaiah. They're ready to win. Isaiah Thomas is trash. He's not actually that good. They're better without him. LeBron is trash. He didn't try. The the uh, Cavs didn't try. They got complacent. The NBA is trash. The product is trash. No one's actually as good as they are. No one's as bad as they are. <laughs> and the Spurs are trash. And the Warriors are the best team of all time. And Steph Curry's the best player of all time. That's it. Those are the hot takes. <laughs> yeah. So those are the hot takes that you will hear. Yeah. Um, most of those you will hear. Uh the of of course I think that a lot of those got a little bit ridiculous as you started naming them, but the hot take that you actually will hear around here is that the Celtics should not have Isaiah be a part of their future, and that won't be a something that we'll, we're going to debate right now, um, because that's a much 
that there are so many levels to that that it's not really relevant here. The one thing that we can say is a just stupid take is that they're better without him That's... right now. That this team is better. That Marcus Smart is better starting point guard right now. For this team than Isaiah To is. quote our roommate, that's a volcano hot take. <laughs> that is a volcano hot take. Um, so, but anyway, uh, just, just to reel it back in, obviously a very encouraging game. Not a game, that, you know, if, if we're being honest, not a game that gives you confidence they can now come back and win this series. But, uh, you know, you got to start somewhere. There, there was no game that they could have had that would have, literally no, nothing that could have happened on Friday would make me say they can win the series. The weird, I mean, so the weird thing is they're still kind of, an air among Celtics fans that it's over, which which I understand, but that's usually not the reaction you get from Correct. especially this team. Correct. Like from Correct. a, I mean, maybe it's because Isaiah is obviously not there, but there's still everyone's still just like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. So so I will. So I completely agree with what you're saying, and I think when they actually won that game, when that shot actually went in, and it was okay, they actually won the game. Yeah. Like because like because you know you're down two zero, but like. And they came you, back. You can compete, but then if Cleveland wins, yeah, yeah, they're down twenty-one in the third quarter. So that's a very, very resilient win. I mean, you got to give a ton of credit to that team without their leader on the road against the defending champs. You know, your back is against the wall. You're basically the the, the knife's at your throat at that situation. You're down twenty-one points with a two-zero series deficit. Um, so certainly a great comeback. I will say that you know I was still trying to reserve myself from getting excited about that until the game was over because I'm like, okay. Yeah, they're they might just be teasing me here. If they lose this game, it's three zero. It's still definitely over anyway. Um, I will say at minimum now, it at least lets me makes me interested. I mean, you know, I'm not willing to say that I have a lot of confidence in them winning this series, but I no longer think that it's just over. You know, because you had to do the impossible at some point, and that's that was the borderline impossible to win a road game in this series without Isaiah. Um, yeah. So if they what, do, what's going to be harder than that? Nothing, and so and I think that. Obviously, you're not going to get an 11-point game out of LeBron in Game 4. So the, the chances of them stealing Game 4 are also very unlikely. But, you, you know, you never know what can happen in, in situations like this. This team has a lot of talented players. They're no, they have no stars on the floor without Isaiah, but they do have a lot of scrappy players, a lot of defensive players now. When you swap in smart for Isaiah, you are a much more defensive team. Um, yeah, that's true. And, and you know, they, they have some confidence. So... I'm not willing to say it's that they're dead. It's obviously unlikely that they'll be able to win this series. But, you know, at, at the very least, it gives them a chance to come back to Boston. And if they can win a home game back in Boston, then they're forcing a game six, which is, is it, like... So is it 2-2-1-1-1? It is 2-2-1-1-1. So yeah. Celtics have home court advantage. Hel- the Celtics have not yet won back. Yeah, they have home court. They're the but higher they seed. But they haven't technically won it back. They're a higher seed. They lost home court. So anytime a home team loses a game, they've lost home court. Yeah. Celtics lost two games, so they, they really lost home court. Yeah. They just took a step towards getting home court back. If yeah. they win game four. Yeah, I mean, four, I'm saying if it goes to game seven, right, it's in Boston. Right, 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 yes. And, and so if the Celtics win game four, the narrative is going to change drastically because then they will actually have home court back. They'll be having the game five will be at home with a chance to go up three to two. Um, so, you know, obviously game four is enormous, and it's the game that you would not expect Cleveland to falter in because it's definitely, a, you know, you can't call it a must win for Cleveland, but it is a really, sh- you got to win this game if you're Cleveland to, to not let everything you built in games one and two just be gone if, if you lose this next game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It's We'll see. It's For me, it's – I don't know how much to put into it. You got superhuman performances out of a couple guys that are not going to deliver like that every night, I don't think. Marcus Smart's not going to shoot seven for ten, I think, from three. 
Um, but the bright side is that Smart is really the only guy that played completely out of his mind. Um, Avery Bradley was very much himself. Uh, he didn't even actually shoot the ball that well, despite making the game winner. Al Horford didn't have like an enormous night. You know, it was really yeah. just Marcus Smart that went off. Um, so and Jonas Jerebko <laughs> had yeah. a, had ten points on like four for four shooting. So yeah. that was uh, another abnormality. Probably, they are but. so, and we talked about this too. We, one of the arguments is the Cavs basically gave up, and I and I called it out about midway through the fourth, maybe a little early yeah. on the fourth. It's like. LeBron wasn't playing. Yeah. He was passing the. He just would get it and pass it off. Yeah. Maybe he was tired. Maybe they were some. They were just out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's not an excuse. I, I, I hate yeah. that as an excuse because that's just that's all it is is an excuse. Mm-hmm. But that's just terrible. Co- so the best thing is you you are way better coach than the Cavs. Yeah. So in situations like that, your team's going to win out on that because they're not going to give up. Right. Right. The Cavs yeah. are known to give up. Right. And Tyron Lou looks like – I read a tweet that he looks like a confused goldfish. <laughs> and he just has no idea what he's doing. So it, it's it, it's pretty predictable when the Cavs start kind of settling yeah. in and LeBron doesn't LeBron. And they and they just chuck from the perimeter yeah. when, when they're not – They just expect it yeah. and, and give, team, give teams opening. Do I think that's going to happen again? No. Yeah, I don't either. But, but you're um, – you, can easily say the Celtics are way better coached. Yeah, and that can make it certainly. And, and you know, the, even that last play. The, you, well, you, you were oh, saying. That, that's Brad Stevens. So Brad Stevens gets a lot of credit for his after for his ATOs after timeout plays. Um, and sometimes sometimes those manifest themselves, and sometimes they don't. He had three of them down the stretch in this game that were just that were just money. I mean, just beautifully drawn up plays, and the, and the game winner is the best example of it. With you know, you, like I watched the replay that uh, I watched like a GIF of that play that kind of broke down what happened and just like it's just really smart play calling. It, you know, Bradley and Crowder in the far corner set a screen for each other on basically on Jr. Smith, Jr. Smith and Iman Shumpert. So it's you're you're clearly targeting two guys that can guard either of the other two guys. So yeah. like that's a situation that's apt to to have confusion on a switch. You know, if you have if you have Al Horford and Isaiah Thomas playing defense, right, they're not going to get confused on who should switch on to who. Like, they know yeah. who's supposed to be on who. Shumpert and J.R. Smith, you know, very similar players. They can easily get switched, easily get confused. They both follow Jay Crowder on a backdoor cut. Avery Bradley's wide open. So th- that's the advantage that Tyron Lue doesn't draw that play up. And granted, he doesn't have to most of the time. No. You know, Ky- Kyrie Irving or LeBron James will likely ISO, ISO and get a, get, get a score. Um, but in a close game like this, that's a situation I actually will take my chances with the Celtics on that every time because Avery Bradley's shown that he can play ISO defense. It's, Smart can play ISO defense. So I've never had that. I've never had a – I mean, when the Magic were good, we had yeah. Dwight Howard and we had Jameer Nelson and we had um, Rashad Lewis, like two – like a good point guard, yeah. a good shooter, yeah. and a big man. So the, the inbound plays didn't really have to happen. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome thing to be able to just feel comfortable with. Right. Is like that last five seconds yeah. you have the ball when you have the ball, right? Yeah. Right. Because exactly. you know, even if they don't make the shot, you're gonna get good. a good play and a good shot. And it should be the last shot. You know, it it's, it's be, drawn yeah. up. You know, because that play, Marcus, it was clearly drawn up in that play that Marcus would dribble it for like three or four seconds before starting that action because you don't want to shoot it with five seconds left yeah. and let Cleveland get a chance. So we are now at two-one, Cavs over uh, Celtics. Mm-hmm. I'm glad the Celtics pulled off a game, although now we kind of have to compete with a lot of stupid takes, yeah. and we have to hear more about yeah. Isaiah. Like, not that that's a bad thing, but 
if they do get blown out the next couple games, yeah. that game's going to be an outlier. And yeah. all this was really for nothing. Right, right. Uh, but, I mean, we've got ourselves a series. You've got yourself a game five yeah. in Boston. So yep. I think it'll be good. good yeah, and, and the, the one closing thought I'll say is that um, the, the most common take that you're going to see, and I've already seen it a lot, is the is the I love Isaiah but take. Um, that, that's going to happen everywhere. because Not, everyone... not the I love Isaiah's butt take. <laughs> Not that take. Not that's – I haven't heard that take that's yet. That's a cold take. I'm sure that's out there somewhere. Because you do love Isaiah's butt. <laughs> of course. But, um, no, the I love Isaiah, but they got to move on from him. I love Isaiah, but they'll never win a championship with him. I love Isaiah, but you got Fultz coming in. That, I love Isaiah, takes... but his butt's not that great. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, that take's going to be out there a lot. And uh, that that's just – to me, those are just these busy takes that people just want to get there. Like, they just want to start conversation. It's like, oh, Isaiah's a great player, but let's talk about this other stupid thing. Yeah. You know, so the good thing as a Celtics fan to close is that Danny Ainge does not care about any of that, and he's not going to decide his future, you know, actions on the team based on what the media says. So uh, that's the one thing to keep in mind when you hear everyone talking about it is that it literally does not matter what anybody's talking about because it won't have any impact on what nothing matters. Ainge decides to do. So nothing matters. Just um, like uh, – Politics. Just like politics and life. So yeah. <laughs> nothing um, really really <laughs> So uh so that's it for sports. And it brings us to the final drive, I think. So um I'm gonna let it Yeah, that's it yeah. for me on sports. Well I just want to say one thing uh, about the Warriors and the Spurs game. So the Warriors look like they're on track to win and move on to, to the finals. Um however ESPN is running out of stuff to say because this has been such a dumb playoff series. I yep. mean the whole the whole playoff in general for the NBA this year has been pretty lackluster. Yeah. Um, we've had one game seven that was enjoyable. The rest have been a few teams sweeping and then a bunch of people getting hurt, and it's really just yeah. kind of a bad overall playoffs. Yeah. The ESPN, I'm, I kid you not, wrote an article today. Listen to this crap. It's literally <laughs> titled, The Warriors and Spurs are fighting for the soul of the game. That's what they're doing right now. And I, I Shouldn't have bothered to read it with that <laughs> garbage title. But it was basically like, oh, the Spurs are the shun the media, no characters, good basketball team versus the high characters in Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, KD, a lot of media attention. And it's like, how will the NBA be perceived? What's the new team moving forward? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. get that crap off of my computer. <laughs> That is terrible, terrible writing. And I get it, but the Spurs are just coached differently than yeah, the Warriors. They're just two different teams. They're just two different teams. Which and is it's what not going to decide the future of the NBA. Every sport has different teams. And no sport will ever be a 30 carbon copies of the same team. Yeah, so I'm very so out stupid. on that. Uh, anyway, just thought I'd throw that in there because ESPN is is turning into garbage. They laid off so many people that I thought that stuff was going to get cut. No. Like I thought that, they were going to that, like, per- that kind of stuff should have been cut. Yeah. What else are you going to write about, though? There's really nothing. So, <laughs> anyway, um, I say we move on to the final drive, and I say you kick it off. All right, I'll kick it off. So uh, negative final drive today, negative review of United Airlines, who's who's got plenty of bad press from recent events uh, in the past month or so. There's more, uh, more coming there's at more them. more coming at them that will be on CNN tomorrow, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so Steve and I were in Baltimore, 
and my flight to come home was at 12.30 p.m. from Baltimore, and Steve's was at 6.20 p.m., so that's a six-hour difference. (laughs) Um, But I got home only 20 minutes before Steve did, which means that I spent six, just under six hours more than Steve did in airports today (laughs) because of United Airlines. Um, so that's really it. Um, well, the, the counter thing to that, too, is I flew Spirit Airlines. He did. Which is well known for being... And cheaper if I had bought flights. So I used I used Award Miles, but if I had just bought them, I think it's probably more expensive than Spirit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Spirit's the cheapest by far. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I've, I'm, I'm not going to make my final drive about Spirit, but I'm two for two in <laughs> yes. great Spirit experience. So he's had great Spirit experiences. I had award miles for united so that's why i used it uh so i guess you that's what you pay for when you when you just buy something with a, with miles and not with dollars but um but yeah missed uh connecting the uh, flight was delayed connector therefore missed because they couldn't hold it up by 15 minutes just to let the, the people connecting get on it um put us on a different one that one got delayed for an hour and 40 minutes then we boarded that plane and waited on the runway for or in the area, whatever, tarmac. waited on the on the tarmac for two hours because the bathroom was backed up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means, but the, the bathroom was backed up on the plane, so they had to get maintenance in. That's then a the load of the crap. Ma- the <laughs> do you get it? Yeah, I do get it. I do get it. Um, the maintenance guys walked out, and we waited for another 40 minutes probably because the pilot kept saying that they had to get the paperwork done for the laboratory maintenance. That's terrible. Then, then we finally get going. And we're like number 15 in line to take off. Did you get to use the lavatory? I didn't have to. You should have. Because we were in the air for about 12 seconds after all that. So on a New Jersey to Boston flight. That's true. So so I think I'm done with United. Um, Their (laughs) their hub being in New Jersey is also not ideal because that's what I go through to. I literally. So the, the, the end of the story is that I went while I was sitting on the plane as they were fixing the backed up lavatory. I went on Google Maps and Googled. Our friend Sahan's house in Baltimore to Boston, and it would be a six-hour, 30-minute drive, which is longer, uh, sorry, shorter than the amount of time I spent from entering security to getting off the plane in Boston today. So that's tough. That's though. it. That's a uh, bad review for United. So it's a I tough final done. drive, but people need to know. I'm done. People need to know. So uh, my so my final drive is a little more upbeat. Um, I discovered a cool new band. I figured a uh, final drive where we just play a new song by a new band uh, might be better than a normal stupid final drive. Um, so here it is, uh, Teardrop Guitars by The Crocodiles. If you want to tell your friends you heard it first, uh, you totally can. Every video of theirs has less than 100,000 views on YouTube, uh, and the music's pretty good. There you go. So Teardrop Guitars by Crocodiles is the one I picked. Check them out. I think they're pretty good. All right. So that's it. You'll hear the song coming up right now. It's it for 64. We'll see you guys next week on 65. Later days.